Hello and welcome to the Sacred Remembering Podcast, the place for modern women who are waking up to the truth of who they are on a path of feminine and masculine reunification. I'm your host, Sarah Poet. Women are healing from outdated paradigms and we are rising, but we're not doing it by fighting or further depleting ourselves anymore. We do it by remembering who we are and standing in that unified truth. Here, we remember together through stories, tools, and curiosity. And in doing so, we bring forward the place of women in our modern world. We infuse the sacred with logic, soul with spirit. We heal, embody, and activate a new feminine leadership. Listen, learn more, and work with me at sarahpoet.com. Now, let's begin. Hello, beloved Sacred Remembering community. Hi, how are you? (sighs) So, just breathing here, breathing with all of the the realness of which, you know, to which we come to this place. And if I could imagine you are most likely a woman, but I know some more men are listening these days. Hello, hello. But you're coming to this place to learn and to, you know, ignite your healing and your inspiration. You're coming to this place because you're a human who cares about awakening and becoming and being who you are. And to that, I bow to you. And in this moment, I'm also acknowledging all of the realness that's under that, all of the, the, the realness that we deal with on a daily basis as humans who are waking up to the truth of who we are and all of the things that we balance and juggle and all of the situations that we, that we guide ourselves through. So I'm just coming in a little bit more raw here this evening, the evening before the podcast is set to release. And I had this really unexpected afternoon. I was all set with my outline to record this podcast. And then uh, some things were going on with my son and that resulted in a trip to see his father with him. And then this whole slew of things went down that really um, shook me, to be honest. And, you know, it's like, well, if I'm the space holder here, if I'm the one with the podcast, can I say that? Yeah. And there's this immediate um, desire to reassure you that everything's fine. And everything is fine. <laughs> so I'll reassure you of that. Ultimately, it's fine, right? But there's this, you know, desire that we have for things to look a certain way or for the energy to be a certain way or for things to just, you know, unfold. It's like, well, if we're, if we're on the path, shouldn't these things just unfold more nicely? 
<laughs> not always, not always. And so I just decided to open this up in a real way. I was just on a book coaching call um, with a woman who is um, holding some women's writers groups and who I would like to be my book coach as I um, write this memoir. I had the idea, by the way, to come on here and read some chapters of memoir. If that sounds like a good idea, let me know. Um, and I was talking to her and I was still a little teary and I was saying, oh my God, Gosh, you know, sometimes I, you know, don't don't want to really <laughs> like be the one to hold the space, you know. Of course, that's what I signed up for. Um, but she said, you know, I just love how you come real. Uh, you come to these places real because so many are faking it. And so thank you, Jen, for that. And so I'll also say a little something. Uh, so I sat down to record and I opened up the software that I use to record. And so this is the third season. And between the second and the third season, I felt like my soul was saying to me, um, okay, Sarah, it's time to tell more of your story. It's time to put more of your voice to this. And so every second or third episode, I've been speaking and doing my teachings and telling my stories because I do. I walk a path of soul and I I listen to what the soul says. And it's sometimes meandering, but um, that's the way I live. And um, since I started telling these soul stories, the listenership of this podcast is, has actually really gone up. So <laughs> big love to all of you. And thank you for listening. And thank you for listening to the soul stories. I do trust that there is collective um, inspiration as um, what I am channeling is often very much connected to the collective and our present time, um, you know, opportunities that are going on. And also I trust that there are soul sparks for your own story. And that's why I do this. That's what sacred remembering is all about is, you know, you have the permission to listen to those little nudges inside of you and um, <laughs> to to walk back to yourself and to claim yourself. And it's my absolute honor when I get to hear your stories as well, when I get to work with one-on-one -on -one coaching clients and work in the women's groups like the Sacred Truth Mastermind and Heartland that's coming up, you know, to see you claiming your stories, it brings tears tears to my eyes. And it is why I sit down and do this podcast where maybe I would have liked to like get under the weighted blanket and watch Outlander for, you know, the next few hours, which I'm going to do that after, <laughs> after I do this podcast, I'm going, I'm going to do that. That's going to be my self-care is a warm salt bath and some Outlander under a cozy blanket. But back to the path. Um, you know, this past week I turned 40. Y'all, I turned 40 this past week. Um, it wasn't actually that big of a deal. I'm really ready to be 40. <laughs> I'm really ready to put the 30s behind me because that was some shit. Um, <laughs> and you know, I 
I feel <laughs> so much older and wiser. And I kind of, I'm joking, but I'm not joking. Um, you know, <laughs> a friend of mine texted and she said, uh, like the end of, oh gosh, I can't even remember this moment, but I, I you know, she said the end of innocence. And I was like, nah, the end of like naivety. <laughs> um, so there's been a lot of learning and there's, there's just this, um, beautiful contentment overall. And if you've been listening, you know that I moved just two months ago. Um, but every single day honoring this sacred remembering path and being on this heartland journey myself, um, it is just amazing. It's amazing everything that's been happening and it's amazing how different I feel. Um, so I definitely want to encourage you if you have not listened to episode 67, that's all about heartland and women and resources and claiming resources. And I will say that I definitely claimed living in the heartland, you know, two, three, four months ago. And since doing so, my energetic and financial sovereignty have really, really, really improved in really beautiful ways. And so I cannot wait to share Heartland with you. We start April 15th and this is going to be eight weeks of activations and teachings. And there is a Facebook group component where you can chat throughout the week. You can catch the recordings if you miss the live calls. Um, everyone is welcome, but you know, especially for women who have been running out or I'll also equate that with a feeling of depletion, you know, either financially or from men, um, or just this perpetual, like, I have to go, 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 do, do, do. And that's what this episode today is about. So if you haven't caught 67, go back and catch that one. And this one today is about um, the falsehood of lack. Part of me wants to tell you a couple more soul stories about my birthday and how I got this. I got this really big rock. I got a Shiva Lingam rock. I walked into this rock shop and it was like, you're taking me home. And I was like, holy shit, this is going to be an initiation. And that's the conversation we had. And then I picked it up and got it because that's what you do. And um, I've been sleeping with this rock in the bed because I was also like, soul was like, or spirit or the rock. I'm not sure who said it. The voice was like, and you're going to sleep with this right next to you. And so I've been having, actually, I think this is a part of the Heartland story. That's why I'm telling it. Um, I've been having these dreams every night since about different men in my life or men that I've been in love relationship with. And in every dream, there is this theme of healing. I kid you not. Like since I turned 40 that night, by the way, the next day was, uh, uh, oh gosh, I'm 
you know, I feel really inadequate in this moment to, to explain, but it was like a very significant Shiva day, right? It's like Shiva's day the next day. I didn't even know this. And um, sorry, Shiva, thank you for being my teacher, even though I'm an ignorant white woman. And, uh, <laughs> and so, you know, I've been, I've just been learning and these dreams have been incredible. And I've actually been sleeping so much more deeply. And I usually don't remember dreams. And so every night I'm being given these healings in feminine masculine. Last night, I remember waking up and I and I was just like, okay, it's all about the earth grids. And then I went back to sleep. <laughs> I woke up this morning and I was like, what's all about the earth grids? <laughs> And so, you know, catching bits and pieces, but that's how the soul works. That's a, that's why it's a great mystery, right? Um, so this is the heartland. It's like, as we decide and declare to live in love, and that's really what we're doing here. You know, it is a path of awakening and reclamation and walking back to self, but it's a path back to the heart. That's what it is, y'all. It's a path back to the heart, which requires us to make amends and forgive and atone and, yeah, all these various things. And so I'm in it right now. I was asked to go to Cherokee and take the rock to Cherokee and put the rock in the water. And as I was standing at the river with the rock in the water, I was shown to wash my hands, wash my hands, wash my wrists and atone for the way that, that the female lineage, um, in my family, if you've been listening, you've been hearing me talk about uh, my father's lineage a bit and the women on that side, but this was all about the mother's lineage and um, the way that women can also be takers, you know? So when I'm talking about consumption and when I'm talking about patriarchy, it's not just one way. That's, that's, I'm holding the rock right now and it feels like that's what's coming through, y'all. I need to tell you that, you know, women often, we, we do have stories where we're the victim, but if we identify as the victim and then we say, okay, there's a victimizer, it's like we were fighting for power. This is a theme of today's podcast. Um, and so if you're victimized at all, and you identify that way, then you're going to fight for your power back. And unfortunately, that's what my ex-husband and I just did a little bit. And, you know, we get caught up in it. We live, we're, we're human. Um, we learn, we reflect, <laughs> we go back to the rocks or the rivers or whatever else. And, you know, we try again. And so, <sighs> yeah, let's talk about polarity. Let's talk about lack. Let's talk about consumer program, right? So I've been talking about the consumer program and how that's such a basis of patriarchal agenda. Somebody's got to lose if somebody's going to win. And today I want to apply that to money and resources and energy. And here's the thing. I talk about women's truth a lot. Okay. And so women, 
and this applies to anyone, any gender, truth, living in your truth and living in your abundance go hand in hand. Let me say that again. Living as you in your truth and your wealth go hand in hand. And I'll say your wealth and your wellness. Because we can make a lot of money as women, but in a masculine or hustle orientation, that's not what I'm talking about. It could be sometimes even easier, you know, theoretically to earn money that way um, than it would be to come into true feminine, masculine balance and union and the space and the heart and the heartland. Um, You know, sometimes hustle could provide you with wealth, but then you're going to probably feel depleted in other ways. Like you had to do it all on your own. Maybe you have adrenal fatigue or, you know, um, uh, Hashimoto's or something like that. And you, you kind of like don't get through with the whole picture of wellness. And that's really what we're going for. Like, how can you live in your full truth, be abundantly whole, well, joyful, um, and, and be living that way as much as possible? Um, you know, that's wholehearted, pure abundance. And so many women, I'm, I'm, I am specifically talking to women in this episode, I believe that's the majority of the listeners, uh, so forgive me, men. But we have this experience of lack where we feel separate from the source of the abundance. And you know, everywhere I've talked about this in other places, everywhere we see, you know, women <laughs> messages to women, just open and receive. <laughs> I laugh because that's such shit. Like if if you're a woman in a patriarchy, you have trauma in your system that uh, that makes you contract. You can't just open. You can't just miraculously open and receive. And even if you're working on your sacred feminine to, you know, get into the feminine because the feminine receives, if you have masculine related trauma, which nearly any woman in a patriarchy would, then it's it's the masculine that you're opening to, right? Like the feminine opens to receive opens to receive the masculine penetration. Like she wants to be given something. She wants to be penetrated with something and money has a masculine essence. And so if you want to receive money or large sums of money, you have to actually fortify the architecture of who you are. And you do that by claiming your truth and claiming your truth and healing your feminine and your masculine and coming into a space where you can actually hold the frequency or a bigger energetic of the wealth. But if you're collapsed and not living in the truth of who you are and you're denying pieces of who you are, then you can see that you're not um, like your own architecture your own structure is broken or you're denying it. And so you won't actually be able to hold the frequency of the abundance that matches who you actually are. 
So oftentimes the frequency, we've heard this said in different ways, like you're going to be a match for the wealth that you attract. Well, I'm saying it's the architectural capacity to hold in the energetic body a certain amount of wealth frequency. And like I just described in the bonus episode that I just released, the architectural structure of of the blueprint the one that I'm working with is this masculine and feminine architecture. And so if we are not right in, I'm going to say not right, like uh, not a judgment, but if we're not healed, if we're not whole, if we're not in right relationship with both feminine and masculine, and we still have related traumas to feminine and masculine, then that is going to deplete the architecture and deplete how much abundance like we can actually receive. So there's a lot of falsehood or misstep um, on the journey where you want to receive, but you're like, what are the rules? <laughs> what are the rules to making money? Do I have to go out and get a job? Do I, you know, if I, if I just align and start the business that I want to start, will, will it just flow? Um, you know, we're all on a different soul journey, so it's going to look different for every person. Um, in my experience, I had to work on clearing, clearing, clearing everything I'm talking about and really um, healing the feminine and masculine in order to fortify that. But more than anything, it's not about what you're supposed to do do, it's who you are actually called to be on a soul level. So if you are a woman listening to this podcast, you are probably called to live in accordance with your soul more so than a role. Like some people can get away with, you know, working a job, making a lot of money, being satisfied enough. You're probably not that person. So on a journey like this and on a sacred remembrance journey, your your truth usually corresponds with your wealth. So that's not cruel. <laughs> Although at times it can definitely feel cruel because you're like, what do I have to do already? You know, um, and and it really is about aligning to self. And I work with so many clients right here in this area um, where, you know, it's like there's this deep desire and yearning to live in the truth of who they are. And yet there's the simultaneous societal pressure that we get from the, the patriarchal system that says, but, you know, go out and make something of yourself. What are you going to be? And so there's this striving and hustle and like a performance that we get ourselves into. And then it's, it takes a lot of dedication and devotion to get yourself back out of that way of being. So let's look at the original wound of all of us, the original wound of all of us. Uh, which is one of the major premises of the Sacred Remembering podcast and my work is that 
we are all sacred. We all have access to the sacred from within us. Okay. So if you're a woman in a patriarchy, one, you were probably told that the sacred lived outside of you in a religion or in God. And, and it usually wasn't like, go ahead and look inside of you for the source of the divine, right? Like that's not something we heard very much. And if you're a woman in the patriarchy, you also heard that God was he. So there was this performance component around um, being enough in front of the divine. So if you are set up in a culture that says the divine is outside of you. And if you want the divine, if you want to get to heaven's gates, then you need to perform in a certain way. You need to behave in a certain way and abide by a certain set of rules. So that just right there, like injects the hustle, injects the, oh my gosh, am I good enough yet? So right there from the beginning, if we are cut off from the truth that source lives in us, we are directly connected to source, then that severance creates the lack. That severance creates the lack that we feel. And so, especially with women, because you know, men experience this a different way in the patriarchy because they're given uh, permissions to, you know, at least act like they have a leg up, right? <laughs> and and so this um, affects men and women differently on the on the gender continuum. Um, and that's worth noting. You know, there's a lot of like, oh, do we even have to talk about gender anymore? Yeah, we do. If we want to heal these things, we need to um, look at the shadow associated with them and and what's been handed down to us in in the lineages over and over and over again. And so women in this severance from the divine and like the societal message, you are less than, not to mention women couldn't even get, you know, the um, land in their name a lot of the time or, you know, couldn't have the bank accounts in their name, those kinds of things. So resources uh, were actually blocked from from women historically in the patriarchy. I heard a wonderful um, account to <laughs> the opposite kind of story. And uh, today, someone said that um, in her Celtic lineage, all of the women owned all of the land and called for all of the divorces. <laughs> and I was like, wow, awesome. I need more stories like that. Um, and so this lack program in most of us was handed down where the the females like you know my mother she earned but her disposition was such that um she defaulted power defaulted authority um and so you know i kind of learned to do the same thing like even if we can be earners there is a tendency to identify with lack okay does anybody know what i'm talking about like like lack is a part of the identity. And then also in the bonus episode that I just released, be sure to catch that. Um, it's like we, if that's the orientation, then there's always a fight. 
there's always a fight. And so that's what I want to talk about a little bit more right there. Like if there's always an orientation toward lack or diminishment, or I have to work harder, you know, all of those stories of anyone who's been oppressed, then there is something that we want. So I'm going to ask you right now to just like go in to you and look at how these things play out in you. So what do you feel that you are lacking? Like maybe you have a story that's just been your whole life or your whole adult life that's been like this this thing is hard to get. Maybe it's money. Maybe it's love. Maybe it's recognition or the perfect job. And then look at, this would be worth even journaling about, look at how the story that, you know, this is hard to get has fueled your behavior. So if money has seemed hard to get, then you are probably pretty constantly in an orientation that's saying, okay, money's hard to get. Where's it going to come from? How am I going to secure it? How am I going to secure the resources? And you stay in that orientation. If it's a man, okay, when's he going to come? What do I have to do? What does he look like? How do I manifest? Why isn't he here yet? right? There's there's the story, even if we're trying to get conscious about it, it's still there because it's this like addiction to, we want to consume the thing we don't have. Okay. So lack and consumption are two sides of the very same coin. When we don't have it, we want more of it. Now, I understand that I am speaking to things that, you know, it could be that someone listening or, you know, many, many people do not have enough of something that is a basic need. And then they want the thing that is a basic need. And I very much understand that that basic needs need to be had. Okay. So I'm not shaming anyone for having basic needs. Not at all. And sometimes when those basic needs aren't met for a long period of time, we get in that orientation, even if those needs begin to be met. So like in, I'll I'll speak personally, in my own psyche, I grew up in middle-class privilege and there there were pretty serious mind games around manipulation, around resources. Um that it, it took me into my adult years to um, really unwind in a conscious way. But I never believed that I could earn. So I had two master's degrees, was earning more than I had ever earned, but still always felt in lack. So I'm sure that I'm not the only one, and that's why I share stories, right? Because even though I could pay all the bills, even though, um, you know, X, Y, Z, I still felt depleted all the time and I still hustled all the time. The hustling actually caused me to 
um, well, the fear and the hustling caused me to consume more because I was always in fear of running out. And so what did my behavior do? My subconscious, my subconscious ensured that I would run out, that I would be in lack. So there is a direct correlation between fearing lack, continuing to consume, and then that consumption putting one back in lack. The only reason that we would do this, women, is when there is a severance of our personal truth and our understanding, a severance of our understanding of our connection with the divine. Because when we come back, I know that this is a big lofty thing to say, but when we come back, and gather all of the parts of ourselves that we <laughs> that we can you know and we're walking this lifetime walk of remembering who we are and we're calling the parts back to self and we're remembering like oh yeah this is who i am oh yeah this is what i'm here for oh i'm going to take more aligned action according to what i want what i feel what my desires are that's when at that point, we actually begin to see more abundance in alignment with who we are. I'm also experiencing um, that the more the consumption pattern itself, not the act of consuming, but the energetics of the consumption pattern itself, the more those are addressed and cleared that is the very thing that actually frees up the um, the truth of the individual the most. So, um, and that's what Heartland is about. Okay, we're we're breaking free of the consumption matrix, the original consumption matrix from the original severance from this culture that said you. You yourself are not sacred. You are not God. You are separate from God. Now go earn your way back. And so there's earning and earning and earning and hustling and hustling and hustling and saying, am I there yet? Am I there yet? Am I there yet? And so, you know, if it's, it's not a money problem, y'all. I hope you, I hope we know that it's never a money problem. Okay. Like if it's like a true mathematical problem, that's an easy fix. But money essentially is not, you know, going to be just that um, money problem. It's not like a, you can solve it with budgets. Okay. There's so many psycho emotional, you know, energetic, historic <laughs> lineage connections with money and wealth that, um, yeah, that, that keep us in lack, uh, for, for much longer than we need to be. So I actually want to speak, um, confidentially and honorably, uh, regarding a couple of things that have come up in client sessions recently. Um, and, uh, you know, I see this in, in many, many, many women and so, and, and in myself. Um, so these are not, you know, um, isolated incidences. First of all, it's very difficult when you live in lack, not just financial lack, but the lack of like, I don't know who I am 
that lack, when you are living in that place and you're hustling and hustling and hustling to come into the truth of who you are or heal your trauma or just feel better, right? It's really hard to know what you want. I think that the hardest thing for women to name is their desires, their authentic desires. So I was listening to a woman the other day and she was really talking about, you know, all the work she's done and all of the paths she's gone down to figure out who she is. And and I asked her, what do you want? And I, I could sense the answer, but I asked her and she said, well, um, joy and happiness and abundance, but there wasn't a deep resonance on the energetic level with her answer. And, and I said, I'm going to try out one other thing. Thing And you can tell me if that's like a a real yes or just a meh. And I said, I feel like your, what I hear is your desire is to actually trust the truth of who you are. And she said, oh my God, yes, yes, that's what I want. So it's not another thing that we're chasing. It's actually all about the return to self, which is the return to source. And if we could imagine it, and you can sit in meditation and and just be with this concept, or you can join Heartland, if we can just imagine that we are our sacred connection, that God comes through us, then we can actually see how close we are to absolute abundance. It's almost scary. It's almost scary when you really, really look at it and really see it. It's like, oh my God, if I was the absolute truth of who I am, and I didn't have these little kinks and flaws and, you know, all the ways that I doubt my own truth. If I didn't do that, then I would know that I am source itself. And there is only abundance in that space. Try that on. Try that on. And that's the other client story that I was about to mention is that that's what this, this other woman came back to. After, you know, all of these weeks of working together, her higher self said to her, the lack is the lie. The lack is the falsehood. There is no lack when you are your truth. So, and again, a deep bow to those who are are talking about basic needs and having their basic needs met. But I think that I'm, I'm even willing to have this conversation in that space, right? Because resource depletion, huh, it's really real and it's really historic. And um, I think that we can do a lot here by neutralizing consumption. So... I talk a lot about the sacred architecture and aligning to source. And 
that's another places where we're talking about this in Heartland. We're practicing this in Heartland, but quickly, what what you're going to do is you, you're going vertical. You're you're declaring like, okay, I'm going to align to my vertical column. And you can imagine that there's this column of energy and truth and connection that's down to the heart of the earth, and then your heart being central in this column, and then also up to the heart of source and where you originate from source. So you have these magnetic connections below and above, and you can imagine that you're in like a central column pillar of light. I'm not going to go into that very deeply right now, but you can imagine that. Okay. And this is how we are reconnecting to source. I'm calling it the the heart of the earth, the heart of self, the heart of source. And we're going there and re- reconnecting and resourcing. So I had this aha moment the other day that made me laugh out loud. In trauma care and trauma therapy, we talk about resourcing. And it's a really important concept. It's, it's like if you feel flooded in either a traumatic situation or a memory of a traumatic situation, a trigger... And you can think of something that either makes you feel strong or secure or happy or, okay, so I'm going to give a couple of examples. Like a lot of the trauma happens, you know, between the the head, the neck and the waist, because that's where all of our vital organs are, right? So a resource could be feeling your feet on the ground or feeling how strong your legs are under your body and grounding. So that's a physical resource. If you're having a trauma response, that is, you know, like shortness of breath or something that is uh, freaking out in the torso area. Another example of a resource would be to imagine something like imagine you're at the beach or imagine that someone you love is giving you a big hug. Imagine that someone is smiling at you. Okay. So in trauma therapy, these are called resources. They're very helpful. And it's used like a verb to resource. Okay. So if you're in a trauma response, you can resource. And then I was thinking, well, if we're cut off from source through the messages in our culture, and we're trying to come back to the truth of who we are, and the truth of who we are is wealthy and abundant, then as we remember the truth of who we are, we need to reconnect to source. We need to resource. <laughs> Do you see that? So in the first example, it's it's more straightforward. And if we're in a trauma response, great. Like you, you're going to condition yourself to be in the somatics, be, you know, give yourself the resource that you need in that, in that case. Beyond that, we need to practice our reconnection to source itself. And that reconnection to source itself, it's not a power and authority outside of ourselves. It's in us. This is very important. Heart of earth, heart of self, heart of source. You, your central heart is the location where the sacred and the divine resides. So you're bringing it home. You're bringing it home to the heart. You're bringing source back to you. So to, you know, (laughs) to resource in this way, I'm like bumping up the word a little bit. 
I don't know if I can recoin it, but heck, I can here in this space. It's my podcast. So I'm going to encourage you, resource. Go back to source. Go back to divine connection. Reclaim it. Reestablish it. Work this central channel. I can teach you how. Others can teach you how. You can intuit how. Call it back. Okay. You want to call the energy back, call your soul parts back, call everything that was shut off, taken from you, severed from you, you know, not afforded you, all of those things, all of those things that, you know, a lower uh, version of yourself could say, Oh, I'm such a victim. You're not doing that. You're saying, I'm going to resource myself. I'm calling all of these parts that were lost back to myself now. This is what I'm choosing. I'm choosing to live in the true alignment of who I am. I'm choosing um, that all parts are present and all parts are home. So often as women, when we are wanting more, you know, money, wealth, abundance, it's like it's outside of ourselves and and we're going after it. Um, like we want a resource from outside ourselves, right? That's not what this is about. When you resource coming back to center, coming back to self, back to love, the abundance is truly going to follow. You might say, how is this miraculous? You know, you don't do this in a performance element. You don't do this such that the money shows up. That's false. That won't work. (laughs) Um, But you do this by aligning to the truth of who you are. And then that truth begins to come forward. It's like I was saying at the beginning of the podcast, I get the divine instruction to just come on here with my voice more often and the podcast listenership goes up, right? More people listening, these messages spreading, that's abundance. Okay. So abundance comes in many forms. Um, you know, yes, by the way, my income went way up since I claimed the heartland space. Um, since I claimed it in me and in my life, and I'm living in in accordance with it, since I'm learning with it, my financial abundance is going up as well. My energetic sovereignty and abundance is going up as well. So the way this, you know, quote unquote works, I, which I don't even feel good saying, but the way it equates, I feel better saying that, is that the more you're in your essence, the more you thrive, the more you claim those desires naturally, the more you heal those rifts from the self and from, you know, that, that ability to even say, I desire this. And what we desire is not more material goods. It's not consumption. It's not, you know, the house. It's not the, it's not the outside thing. It's not the source outside of yourself that you really ultimately want the most. And you will be in lack so much or so long as the source of your abundance is outside of yourself. Yeah, you will be in lack so long as the source of what you want 
to complete you is outside of yourself. So coming back into the truth of what you do really want, you want to live as you. You want to live in divine alignment with who you came to be. You want your soul light to be so lit up that the world sees it and says, I'd like to know more about that. That's what we want. And and you're not lacking, you know, if if you're not doing that. You're um you're remembering. You're remembering, and that's not a lacking process. You're always gaining. You're always gaining on this road. That feels like a really beautiful place to stop. So much love. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being here. And we'll be back next week with a beautiful interview. This is Sarah Poet of Embodied Breath, and thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I'm curious, what was your biggest takeaway? Remember that you are not alone on the sacred path, and women are rising now together. You can visit my website, sarahpoet.com, for more tools and inspiration to support your sacred remembering path. Please be sure to check the show notes, subscribe to this podcast, share with a friend, and leave us a review wherever you listen to podcasts. I love to hear from you. Stay connected, and here's to your path of sacred remembering.